Welcome to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to helping coaches create successful team experiences through the use of quotes. I'm your host, Scott Rosberg. In each episode, we'll discuss one quote that I've found can be inspirational, motivational, and helpful on your coaching journey to become your best so you can help your teams become their best. So lace them up tight, focus on your target, listen up and take notes as we dive in to today's Great Quote for Coaches. All right, and welcome back to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. And today we have another in our line of episodes where you don't have to just listen to me. Uh, We have another episode uh, where I am interviewing a coach and um, I'm really excited about this, uh, this one for a variety of reasons, but one of them is, is um, she's going to talk about a quote that I have loved for years, and I always like when, when uh, I know a quote that somebody wants to talk about and can have a great discussion about it. So I want to introduce to you today uh, Cindy Vaughn from Texas, and she is a dance teacher and dance coach, and um, we just have been getting to know each other prior to hitting the record button here. And um, I'm going to let her tell her, um, more about herself and then we'll get into her quote. So Cindy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. You are welcome. And why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and, um, and then we'll get into the quote after that. All right, great. So um, like you said, I'm from Texas. I'm a Texas girl and um, everything is big here in Texas, including our teams. And so um, we do um, we do it big here and it's dance and drill team in the high school level. And this is my 23rd year teaching. Um, I teach dance one, two, three, and four at the high school level, as well as my dance team. And I also have a dance for athletes class. And I've been a part of our state organization for the last 26 years and being a part of that executive board and moving dance education in Texas forward. And um, that's pretty much pretty much it. That's what I do. It's what I love. That's awesome. And and I love where dance is going in our country. It's about time you guys get, you know, start getting the respect I think that you deserve in the team sport world. Uh, the fact that you get to teach it all day, you know, um, that's awesome. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how many states have dance within their, you know, their curriculum. And I know before we, mm-hmm. we, we got on and started recording, you were saying that it's actually a PE a PE credit. Uh, and that's awesome that that's even happening. Uh, you know, before we even get into the, to the quote, I didn't, I didn't, um, you know, tell you, I was going to ask you this, but I'm going to ask it to you. Do you ever get tired of teaching it all day and then coaching it after school or is it, yeah, you just love it. I love it so much. Um, I, I, I don't get tired of it. Now, a few years ago, I started getting tired of listening to music all day because <laughs> our school, um, in between the transition period in between the classes, would play music to let the kids travel to in classes and they would turn it off a minute before and that was their cue to make sure they were in in the classroom. So I would finish my dance class that I spent 50 minutes of listening to music and then another six minutes and it's blaring over the speaker while kids are coming in or 
people are paging you over the phone. So I was like, I'm done with music when I get in my car. I need to just listen to adult voices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So talk radio. I was yeah. wow. on talk radio quite a bit. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. One of the hazards, yeah. I guess, of, of being a dance teacher all day is just, yeah. And I'm sure some people are going, oh, bummer, you had to listen to music all day. But when you don't, when you have those few minutes where you don't want to have to have it, I imagine, yeah, right. that could get frustrating. Oh, very interesting. All right. Well, yeah. people are here uh, to, to um, hear about the quotes that we do in this podcast, great quotes for coaches. And so um, I'm so excited for you to uh, read your quote for us today. Uh, tell us who said it, read the quote, and then we'll talk about it. All right. So the quote is from um, Harry Truman, our 33rd president, and uh, it is, it is amazing what you can accomplish if you do not care who gets the credit. Okay. Yes, as I said, I love that quote. Uh, we team sport coaches probably all preach this kind of thing. But tell me, what was your um, what was your reason why you found that motivational or inspirational, helpful in any way? What is it about that quote that you like so much? So everything that we do in our world and in every team sport um, is all about the team. And as a coach. Um, I enjoy watching students um, just sit there and create ideas, whether it's choreography or a play or an idea for a fundraiser um, or ideas on their standards and their goals for the year and watch them create it. Um, I can sit there and pick and pull at them and guide them and what I want to do, but watching them come up with it together and leading them to a direction and then celebrating it as a whole at the end. Um, starting Kingwood Park High School, uh, we had to start from the ground up and I easily walked into that school and said, well, this is how I did it at my old school and we're going to do it this way, this way, this way and not take any, any input and starting a school from the ground up, being able to create the name, the uniforms, the traditions, how we run practice, um, choosing our officers, um, what our, our goals are. Um, we were able to all do that together and it's not just together that year, every year it carries over to um, creating something that everyone, we all have put in the work and um, the effort to create um, whatever our goals are and accomplish them and to be a part of success. That's awesome. And, and yeah, those of us involved in team sports, um, that concept is so critical. And I love how you've taken this idea that, you know, when we're coaches, and like you said, when you take over a program, you need to put your stamp on that program, absolutely. And you need to come in and say, this is what we're going to be about. But it's mm -hmm. so um, uh, freeing, and it's so much more powerful when you, once you establish that, and you establish the trust with your team, Mm -hmm. to then let them start to have it and let them take over. And now watch things grow and watch them go, you know, and I would imagine, yes. is that kind of what you saw happen? 
Definitely. You know, they came in very green that first year. We only had um, freshmen and sophomores on the campus and they didn't know what dance team looked like or what we should be doing. And um, I gave them lots of ideas and we got it. And, you know, I had a vision in my mind and I really wanted it to go that way. And it was just a matter of them also trusting me um, and what we we can stand for as a team and what the community would look for in having in a, another dance team in the community um, and it gave them that ownership and they they owned that team and they helped create it from the next year to the next year because they believed and they were so passionate about what they do yeah yeah and you use a great word their ownership you know the beauty of a mm -hmm. team when you as a coach are secure enough in who you are to give the ownership away to them it, it it's just it can create such well success for one thing but such a great mm -hmm. experience for everybody involved because when when they feel the ownership then they're not then it goes back to your quote. It goes right. back to that concept. Who cares who's getting the credit? You know, right. and it becomes a we. Right. And and it not only was with my or our our team, it was also with our parents. Uh, our parents, we have an incredible parent group. Uh, I know it's helped um, the last probably five or six years that Rob has come in and um I've done our parent workshops, but from the get-go, these parents were excited to have a new program in their community, and they were ready to work, and they were ready to put Kingwood Park on the map, and that included getting volunteer hours. So they were excited about turning in volunteer hours. We turn ours in faithfully at the end of the month, and these parents work for our team to be able to do the things that... Um, you know, they're wanting to do. They, they set goals for themselves to go to nationals, to perform in New York or perform in LA, and they help us get those funds and they all buy into it and want that from fundraisers to volunteer hours to building props. Um, and it's all a part of, of them feeling connected and them seeing that their, their kids are um, part of something that's that's successful and great and led by them, um, you know, all together. Yeah, yeah, and and so it goes back to that ownership, and then it goes back to the quote that you get all yeah. these people working together. If if they're not worried about who's getting the credit, it truly is amazing what kind of success mm -hmm. you have the capability to have. So, and you mentioned yes. Rob, just for those um, listeners who might not know, uh, Rob Miller, who was on episode 27 from uh, Rob Miller from Proactive Coaching is who you're referencing there and Proactive Coaching yes. getting coming into your school district and working, um, doing some kinds of presentations and workshops with you guys. So yes. that's what I'm assuming you were talking about. So, um, all right. So, have you found this quote in seeping into any other areas of your life other than just, you know, the coaching of dance? And have you ever kind of felt that elsewhere? Well, <laughs> um, my life is really my job. Um, I, it's just what it is. I, I, I have family and stuff, but um, so I'm, I'm a single lady teaching dance and my children are my two dogs uh -huh. and 
Um, so I, I do what I can, I do everything is for, for school and for our, our community and for, I mean, I, I get so much joy and passion out of it too. Um, so when it comes to the quote going into like other areas of my life, even like with, uh, with creating a sense of community with our high school. So whenever the student council has a food drive or they're raising funds for something for homecoming, um, we, we dive into all of that. And um, if, it, if it requires me to do something as running for homecoming staff queen, then I'm an up for challenge because I'm going to let my kids know that I'm also all in for our school. Uh, and, and that's what it's all about is being, being one together. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of where I was, where I was going. I didn't mean to put you on the spot with the question, but this is, this is one of those quotes that, you know, we immediately in the sports world think about it's amazing what can be done if you don't care who gets the credit, but my gosh, it's can Trent, like so many of the quotes that we we've done on this uh, podcast, they transcend sport into so many areas and it's true. It's true. And, and so, yeah, I love that you take that right to the school level. You take that to other clubs, you take that to other organizations and it's absolutely true. And, and the thing that I find with that quote, that if you can teach that concept to kids early enough in their lives, they will then hopefully carry that on in whatever they do, whether they ever teach or coach, but, whatever company they work for, whatever they do, they start to realize it's not, and I've said this to, you know, many a child and many a coach and teacher, it's not about you. I mean, it is all about all of you, but it's not just about you. It's about all of us. So let's focus on all of us, you know, and let's not worry about who gets the credit? You know, I right. think that's a great thing that, that you're that you're talking about there. Uh, and I guess that kind of leads into one of the questions I always ask is, how do you see, you know, how could other coaches in this world, how could other teachers or whatever use that quote, in your opinion, you know, in, in terms of what they do? So, you know, I know when it comes to what we do, every it is very artistic and objective. And when it, you have your teams, it's it's about what's left on the scoreboard at the end of the game. It's you know you either have the points or you don't. Um, and the credit, it's not always necessarily you know the things that we do to accomplish and get that credit. That's also like good. Like we all have to take it for the bad. So if we didn't score those points, we need to look as a whole versus pointing the finger or putting any blame on anyone that missed practice or maybe missed a shot. Like it's not about that one person or that one moment. It's about the whole from the very beginning of your team to the very end of your season. And um, just putting that back on your teammates um, in whatever sport or organization um, and realizing that it is, it is about a team and um, it's not about just one moment and uh, that one credit could be a negative or a positive and to take either one of those as a lesson and give back to your team. Um, that's where I think other, other coaches in other areas could benefit from that quote and use it with their teams. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, I love that you've gone to the, the other side in some ways of this is, you know, cause we immediately think, well, when everything goes well, 
you know, there's credit to be shared if we're going to do it the right way. Well, when things don't go well, you know, we don't want, let's not point fingers at certain individuals. I mean, yes, everybody, there are some who certainly could have more impact, just like some had more impact when there was success. But this is a we thing. If we're going to truly live by we over me, then it's we over me when things go well, and it's we over me when things don't go well. And that's a really good point that we, we need to always recognize as coaches that, that it, you know, the success that we have or the failure that we have, um, it's not about right. any one individual, but it's about all of us. So uh, I really like where you, where you went with that. Um, all right. Anything else you'd like to um, say about the quote or about uh, about any of the, the concepts here that we've been discussing? Um, I, I don't think so. I was really like, I think, you know, that quote when I, I think of my parents, I also think about our fellow teachers and staff and our team, um, that it's a it's it's something that can be used in, in a lot of different settings. Um, and um I don't know. I just think that it's, it's something that can speak to, to others and it's not just team. Yeah. Um, thing. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Well, and when you think about it, you think about the person who originally said it, Harry S. Truman, it's not like he was saying it, you know, in the fourth quarter of, or after a big win at a game, uh, coaching a sport. I mean, he was a president of the United States. Um, you know, right. his, his point was, this is a, a country. It's all of us. It's not any one of us. It's no one person, you know, who even a president, it's not just the president. It's all of us in this country who need to come together and work together, share the credit, share the blame or whatever term you want to use. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, this is about, you know, as with so many of the quotes that we have, they aren't from necessarily the sports world. Uh, you know, you mentioned Rob, his, his I can say this now because his will be out. Yeah, we're, you're, this episode will come out after Rob's. His was from the movie, The Shawshank Redemption, you know, and so uh, the quotes themselves can come from all over the place. And yet they can, have, they can have such great impact in the world of sports. And then conversely, quotes from the world of sports can have great impact all over the place. So, uh, but I love that, that idea that you've, you've taken a quote from a president of the United States, but it fits so well into the athletic world. Uh, so Cindy, how, um, you know, how can people, if people want to reach out to you and talk, uh, dance with you or how you teach dance all day, or how do you get away from hearing the music after having to listen to it all day? Uh, if anybody, people want to reach out to you, or if you have any projects you'd like to let people know about, how can people get in contact with you and, uh, feel free to plug anything you got going on yeah so um you know like i said with dance and drill team um it is i'm so passionate about it as far as if anybody is hearing this from the dance world and is wanting more information about our program or goes to our website which is um our kingwood park high school silver star website and check things out there. And if there's something that you like or see, I'm all about sharing and helping programs grow to be better for our kids. And um, I, this is this is the part that I love is being able to give back to this part. Um, after having 23 years of teams, um, that is still my love also, but it's now I'm getting so much joy helping other people. And that's also through our associations of Texas State um, dance association. Um, 
the workshops there and joining the association to have more resources. Uh, you can join that, which is tda.org. And, um, or you could email me, I'm at Umble ISD. Okay, um, so, and I will, um, I'll put all those uh, links in the show notes so that people can, okay. um, can read those. But the school again is Kingwood Park? Kingwood Park High School. Kingwood Park High School in, in Humble, Texas? It's, uh -huh, it's Humble ISD and it's Humble. right outside of Houston. It's just a little north of Houston. Okay. Um, Humble, the city is Humble, and we also have Kingwood that we have within our one district. I see. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering what, you know, who is hearing this going, wait a minute, she said about a class called Dance for Athletes. I would like to find out a little bit more about that because yes. to me, that sounds really interesting. Um, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> go ahead if you want to take a minute and, and talk yeah. about it. Yeah, so um, we were, you know, to in order to keep my job and sustain my job or to get in my assistant as a full time dance teacher, we need those numbers. And we were like, where we are a very small school, our population is um, 1800 compared to the others in our district. So how am I going to get my full my assistant full time. <laughs> so we went out looking for numbers and uh, we, we created a class called dance for athletes. And um, that was modeled in some other school districts. And we went and pitched it to every sport on our campus. And uh, the first year uh, we had one class and I had 34 kids in that class um, right before football. <laughs> and then this year, football, yep. And then this year um, I have two classes and uh, I've got every sport in there from wrestling, football, basketball, baseball, swim, track and uh, they need a credit for um, fine arts as well as PE which they're already getting credit instead of you know taking an art class that they have no interest in or talent they can take a dance class and we work on fast footwork and um, stretching and flexibility and injury prevention, um, all sorts of things that relate to um, their sport. And we always talk about how this is going to give them a little bit of an upper hand against their competitors and for sure a great dance in the touchdown end zone area. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. The, 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 one of the priorities that they'll have. Yes. Uh, do, you get, do you get a good, good amount of boys uh, out for the class? Yes, we have 45 boys wow. um, this year in the class. More, more guys are signed up for Dance for Athletes than young ladies for my Dance One class. Wow, that's awesome. And, and they, they love it. it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It is the highlight of my day. Oh. Um, they bring so much energy, and you can see the teamwork within them. Um, as a as a sport and just an athlete class and they are hilarious um, they they stretch and they they go I think something's not you know super hard at all and they try it uh, and <laughs> just watching each other so they test we had a test today actually on a dance combination across the floor and they were fabulous I told them they were pep rally ready to perform in front of an audience they were so good uh and are they excited about that, or did you just scare yes. them? Scare them? No, back? they're they're high fiving each other and you know fist pumping oh. um, and cheering their friends on as they come across. 
across the floor. We do dance battles. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, we're not doing some ballet in first position and uh -huh. things, but yeah, they've got skills. That's great. Uh, you know, you mentioned in ballet, and I was saying to you before we got on here, I remember back in the 70s, uh, various football players, I think Lynn Swan from the Pittsburgh Steelers was one, but taking ballet classes because of the flexibility and of the, the movement and the learning how to, to move better and the injury prevention were all things that all of a sudden it became a thing for football players, which then spread to other athletes to say, I should try that. That might be something. Absolutely. And obviously you've got something going, going there with yeah. dance for athletes. So, so I would imagine you're going to, you might get some, uh, who knows, yeah. maybe you get some people interested in finding out more about that. Cause I could imagine some, some coaches right now in any sport thinking, Ooh, I got a few guys who I'd like to get into that class. They need some, some of that kind of movement to try and help oh, with their sure. footwork. So sure. Oh, that, that's cool. Well, Cindy, this has been a yeah. real treat. I've really enjoyed uh, having you on here today. Thank you so much um, for, uh, for being with us and for enlightening us a little bit. And I love the quote that you had. And um, yeah, if uh, people, if they want to get a hold of you, uh, I will have the show notes. Um, I will have in the show notes how to, how to do that. So thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. All right. And um, yeah, so uh, check out the show notes and uh, contact Cindy if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about uh, any of the things that she's doing. And obviously, if you're interested in finding out any more about dance for athletes. So, all right. And we will see you next time with another episode. And as I say, we're going to keep interspersing uh, interview podcast episodes like this with the ones where it's just me. Um, I would imagine eventually, I'm going to hear enough from people going, yeah, enough of you already keep the other people coming on. Uh, so, uh, we'll see, we'll see how that goes, but, uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying being able to interview other coaches and, and finding out what they're enjoying about various quotes. So, um, yeah, this has been a lot of fun and, uh, we will talk to everybody again next time on the great quotes for coaches podcast. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Reviews are the way that podcasts get seen and heard by that many more people. Also, check out our website, greatresourcesforcoaches.com, where you can find much more in the way of information and materials to help you improve on your coaching journey. I look forward to serving you again soon with another great quote for coaches.